What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday, July 27th, and you are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Good show today. Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. Randall Cobb's coming back, too. Ian Rappaport joins the show again live from Steelers Camp to chat about what's going on around the NFL. And, of course, A.J. Hawk joins the show. Football season's almost here. It's a good one. Let's get to it. A lot of football happening in the world. I'm pumped to be here. On SiriusXM and YouTube.com, at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmitter here. All the boys are in the back. The big news of the day, depending upon what type of stooge you are, are you an NFL stooge like we are? Yes, Aaron Rodgers has reported to training camp on time for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah! Now... Now, how he showed up is hysterical in of itself. Mm -hmm. I believe that's an homage shirt for The Office. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's incredible quality out of Columbus, Ohio. The shirt was made of a friend of his that he has met, I believe, out at the uh, Lake Tahoe golf thing numerous times. Fan of The Office. The shades look impeccable. The hair is flowing. Hey, hang loose, pal. Aloha. Welcome back to football, Aaron Rodgers. An entire offseason was spent chit-chatting about the future of a Mount Rushmore football player in the history of the NFL, the reigning MVP, the leader of a team that was back-to-back NFC championship losers. Now, with that being said, there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of conversation. Adam Schefter dropped a Adam bomb on draft day that was allegedly weeks later called an accumulation of information. At the time, it was considered breaking news from league and team sources. So we're not 100% sure how we should read that message. We're not 100% sure how we should read the messages that came after that. What we do know was there was definitely a problem between Aaron Rodgers and the front office of the Green Bay Packers. Was that just Gunther Kuntz? Was that Mark Murphy? Was that everybody? We I don't think we'll ever know, to be honest. I'm not 100% sure we'll ever know. Maybe we will throughout this season on a particular day of the week that I do believe is going to be happening again. I think. I mean, to be honest, I didn't know enough about this situation to fully understand what was going to go down. I had no idea if he was going to go. I had no idea if he was going to force them into trading him. I had no idea how this was going to pan out, especially after the years and years and years and years of disrespect. He feels, I believe publicly this has now come out, that the front office of the Packers have treated its players with for a long time. Yep. Everybody, and I just heard dumbass Sean O'Hara on uh, Good Morning Football this morning. I heard him talking, and uh, well, they drafted Jordan Love and made him upset. It was like, how many times have they all had to come out and say that Jordan Love being drafted in the first round, getting traded up to do it, definitely a part of it, but that is not Jordan Love being drafted is the whole thing. It's way they, the way they treat the players, the way they treated the team, the way they treated him, the way they treated everybody. Going back to Brett Favre, you can go through this entire thing. The way the Packers have handled situations amongst their best players is something that I think a lot of people have taken issue with, but nobody has ever taken a, or took a stand and said, hey, this ain't, this ain't how this is fucking going anymore. Aaron Rodgers had the ability to do so. He was at the point in his life where I think he is okay with the, uh, you know, his resume and what he's been able to achieve, where he was able to take a stand and say, listen, 
I'm fucking done with the way you guys treat people. I'm done with the way you guys operate. You try to run people out of town, even though you have a plethora of money that we have learned about now, yeah. especially after the shareholders meeting yesterday where they made $120 million in investments. That money just goes into a pot, a fund, a slush fund that they're allowed to use for whatever. So I think we all got a chance to learn a lot more about the way the Green Bay Packers operate. We got a chance to learn about how Aaron really feels, how ex-players really feel. And then we also got a chance to see sellouts on TV talk about this thing. yeah few of them fair there's, amount there's some people who have completely forgot what it's like to be in a locker room whenever your teammates going through a business situation and the, you always try to keep the business and personal shit separated but whenever you see something happening business-wise to somebody who's much better on than you are on the team or much more important on the team that is not something you hold against the player that is something you watch you carefully study you realize oh this could potentially happen to me but ine inevitably this is for them to settle whenever he gets back we're going to go for it listening to some of these ex-players talk about this situation has been an embarrassment for the league and for players just want to let that be known Aaron Rodgers was doing something I think that wasn't just for him even though that's what the media some ex-players that were on TV were trying to spill it or spin and also a lot of fans were like ah oh, this selfish prima donna prick these people who never watched Aaron Rodgers Tuesday last year mm -hmm. Maybe they'll watch it this year. Ooh. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday last year and got a chance to really learn about a guy who never talked, kind of kept to himself. I think it has come out now through his friends and through other people that Aaron wasn't just doing this for himself in this particular situation. This is also for future Jordan Love, potentially, yeah. Yeah. whenever he becomes the face of the Green Bay Packers and the future Packers and the way this team that doesn't have an owner has operated. Now it ends with Aaron showing up at camp with a gentleman's agreement, I believe, that next year he's basically going to be a free agent. There's going to be some moves made that he's going to be a part of. There's conversation pieces they've set up. Allegedly, now this is all via Schefter uh, ESPN.com article that he released yesterday at about 4 o'clock or so about the agreement that was made between Dave Dunn, Aaron Rodgers, Mark Murphy, and Gunther Kuntz about how we can get Aaron Rodgers back in the building, but also what do we need to give up for Aaron to potentially want this? And a lot of things were won on the Aaron Rodgers side in this conversation and in the player side going forward, I think, in this conversation, although everybody on TV TV, not everybody, a lot of people on TV that are ex-players like, oh, this was Orlovsky even. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Orlovsky. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Kidding me, Dan. Orlovsky. Yeah. He was hammering that drum this morning. Like, oh, all for him just to show up. All for... He's now basically a free agent after this year. He's given the, everybody knows now, okay, he's got one year here, and he's spotlighted issues that were potentially in the Green Bay Packers front office that maybe the rest of the world didn't realize and could get worked on for future generations of Packers players. I lost a lot of respect for a lot of people talking on TV this morning, to be honest with you. Is that because I am friends with Aaron? I'm not friends with Aaron, but is it because I am friendly and on Aaron Rodgers' side? Yes. And know that I'm going to be on the side of greatness almost 10 times out of 10 <laughs> when it comes to athletics. That's just how it's going to be. But Aaron has been very nice to us, very good to us. So I might have a little bit of a biased opinion, but if it wasn't Aaron and it was somebody else who I didn't know and never understood or never got to meet, and they were fighting for something that they felt was complete bullshit towards players for a long time, if I was a former player, I'm not putting a suit on just going being a fucking sellout. Mm -hmm. And talking about that as big whiff or being a miss. Much thoughts are changed about Dan Orlovsky today than they were yesterday. Yeah. I actually complimented him on how he looked on TV before mm -hmm. hearing what came out of his mouth on TV. I sent him a text. I said, Dan, you look like a man dime, dude. Right now he had a blue shirt on, just came out of that sewage quarry he was oh, in yeah. yesterday. Right. And his eyes looked great. His Good tan, tan looked unbelievable. And then he said, basically, all this was for not for him just to show up. It's all big sideshow. It's like, whoa, the sideshow was created by somebody at your building. Okay, yeah. Adam Schefter was the one that Legit. created the entire Burst building. It. I guess everybody kind of knew this was kind of a secret or whatever. He, Aaron never said anything. 
which hindsight, incredibly intelligent move because he can say, I didn't say anything. Mark Murphy said a couple things yep. that were trying mm. to drive a wedge. Uh, Schefter, the media, some of his old teammates. AJ didn't say anything somehow. No. I don't know how AJ didn't say anything. Me neither. Uh, he knew, I think, for a very long time how this was probably going to end. And he had said it, by the way. He said he's going to play like he's going to play for Green Bay is what AJ said long, long time ago. He doesn't see how he ends up in moving. But it all big to do ends with him showing up at training camp and everybody saying, well, there was no reason for it. It's like, well, I think there was a reason for it, actually. Now he's going to get a chance to choose where he wants to go. They can still make it right, by the way. It was a couple that was going to break up, but they weren't ready for the breakup yet. Give us some time to brace for it and figure it out. Maybe we can get back on good terms at least we can have another year run at this thing the last chance Ooh, love that the last chance for them to potentially go win get it right figure it out or they're gonna have to move to jordan love aaron Rodgers gonna move on uh i'm excited for it i'm excited that the drama's behind us seems like he and his teammates get along well still videos of him dapping people up and chit-chatting with people i believe bock yari might have been on his oh well i don't know Maybe. No, there's pictures of him. But his plane was tracked last night. Now he's in there. Let's yeah. go. Let's get Here the football. Yeah. Here we go, baby. Plays Here we go. Yeah, like you said, you can finally just kind of exhale, you know? Yes. It's, it's nice. Like, we, I mean, we've talked about it for a while, and I said it a long time ago. I, I mean, it did kind of seem like it was going to be the Brady-Belichick situation where, he, you know, he's going to orchestrate that he wants out after this year, but he would come back for one more year. So it's nice that, like, it's finally over and done with. And to your point about the – that stuff in the locker room, like this whole off season when this yeah, stuff would. There's a lot would, of people talking. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the whole off season, like when stuff would happen, like those guys would always say, like, "Hey, we just we just want him back here." You know, like he's got the business stuff that he rightfully needs to get figured out. Like no one was saying, like you know, this fucking prima donna and, and, and none of his teammates. No, you didn't. And you didn't even. I mean, every once in a while, I feel like when something like this happens, like there will be like a couple anonymous players, like the quotes will come out saying, like, "Yeah, this is bullshit." Like you know, he's he's putting himself before the team you didn't hear any of that stuff everyone was basically just saying like yeah he's got to get this stuff figured out like that's his right he he feels like he's been wronged we got his back we're ready for him to be back and I, there's a lot of people speaking for nfl locker rooms right now in public places that i don't appreciate and i'm not saying that i'm the guardian okay like a cleveland baseball player sure <laughs> i'm the guardian of what an nfl locker room is but maybe our locker room was just different and maybe the relationships that I had with people were different. But when people had to handle business, it was like, yo, they got to handle their business. Me and Reggie Wayne never spoke to each other. Only human in my entire life that I've been around that we never really spoke. Now, mm -hmm. since we've gotten a chance to know each other a little bit, I think we have spoke and, and stuff like that. He was going through business shit, though, okay, early whenever I got there. And uh, everybody was like, Reggie would have to go, and there would be like uh, some conversation that would be happening or whatever, and he'd be pissed off, and he'd come back over. As soon as he'd come back over, by the way, all of his – I just watched, okay, I just watched the older guys be like, all right, hey, here we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it ain't about that, right? Like, yeah, that, that yeah. is, that's a part of it. Everybody that's in the NFL understands it's a fucking business. Like, everybody understands that's in the NFL. Now, guys love the game, okay? Guys love the game. That's how they got to the NFL. But when you get into the NFL, it is a business. So to listen to some of these guys that have been in NFL locker rooms speak and say, uh, he's he's disrespected his teammates or whatever. It's like you're disrespecting the fucking locker room for doing what you're doing right now because that is not how I experience it at all. Every experience I've ever had when it came to strictly business shit, which is what this seemed like, right. everybody in the locker room was like, hey, don't count other people's money. Don't be pocket watching. Don't be worrying about what anybody else is doing. That, they just got to figure that out. And when Aaron gets back in there, they're all going to be fucking 
pumped. And that's not a shot against Jordan Love, but that's them actually, I think, appreciating what they what Aaron maybe did for the future of the Packers and the players for him getting a deal done. And also, oh, we get the MVP of the NFL back. Let's go. Happy we figured this out. I mean, it's just, there's been some things that have said that have been out of pocket, I believe, from a lot of people. And I I don't necessarily enjoy that at all. Well, can you imagine, like, if someone in the Colts locker room when you were there was, like, you know, bitching about Peyton if he had to? I mean, it's like, it's a a very, when Rodgers plays this year, he will be the longest tenured Packer ever. It's like one of the most storied franchises in the history Ever. of sports. Like, guess if, what? That guy has room uh, and cachet to, like, if, if business shit isn't going his way and he thinks he's been wronged, like, he is – he has a thousand percent right to, hey, I need to get this figured out before I, I come back. Players are on the player side, okay? That's just how it is. I remember there was a golf course that was built around a facility in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay, really? I, I had heard this story, yeah. It's – not necessarily a story that I am directly involved with. Might be, but it might also be somewhere else in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But per my sources, I've heard a story that there was a golf course built around a practice facility. Said practice facility hadn't been updated for 10, 15 years. So the starting quarterback of the team said, fuck that. Ain't nobody going on that goddamn golf course until we get this place turned around in here. And everybody on, guess, there are a lot of great golfers on that team, from what I've been told. There's a lot of people that loved golf. Golf course looked very nice. As soon as that person said, fuck that, we ain't doing that, literally everybody was like, fuck that, we ain't doing that. (laughs) And that course never saw a club for two years from anybody from the locker room. Now, front office, allegedly, allegedly front office and other people, they might have used said golf course that was built, but you did not see a player on there strictly because the head person who said, we ain't doing it, you didn't want us to be seen by that person actually on there. That is just a story I have heard, but that type of thing rings true everywhere, especially in the Packers locker room. So now we got people saying, oh, locker room's going to be like, okay, like, are you with us or are you not? It's like, nobody's asking that question. That is not a real, actual depiction of what's going on in the Packers locker room right now. The people that aren't good enough to make the team, they're only worried about making the team. And the people that are on the team that are going to keep that team afloat for the next 10 years, they're appreciative of what Aaron did because they don't want to get fucked over like Aaron has and Brett has and Jordy has and Kumro has Mm -hmm. and Cobb has. You just go through the list of people that have got run, Coon, the people that have got run out of town that have been greats there, where maybe if there's an owner or something else we can play, we keep them around. It's just like one of those things where I think everybody that's talking negative about the drawback or reaction about this whole situation within the locker room is completely full of shit and they've completely forgot everything that they had to experience whenever they were in there. Now, with that being said, does this affect them football-wise? Aaron looked like he was in unbelievable shape. Aaron will be able to step onto a football field uh, on tomorrow in an NFL game and figure it out. Yes. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue, especially that reports are saying, AJ said this yesterday, Trey Wingo reported that he heard that this whole deal, now I'm not sure that was the case, yeah. but he did bring to light, Trey Wingo brought to light that Aaron wanted Randall Cobb back uh, from Houston. Yep. Allegedly, that then spun uh, a, a couple of events for a Walker getting traded from the Bears to Houston, mm-hmm. and then Houston probably trading uh, Randall Cobb back to Green Bay. Right. Now, 
That means Aaron and, and Randall uh, probably on the same page. Going to take a couple of days maybe to get back in rhythm. They're good. Devontae and he, let's assume they're on the same page and probably have played catch this offseason yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. Big Bob Tunyon, he was young last year just getting into his own. Yep. Let's assume he and Aaron are going to be on the same page. LaFleur and Aaron, that offense last year was unbelievable. Aaron the, Jones. Aaron Jones mm-hmm. and Aaron, same page. Offensive lineman now, new, a little bit right. different. That could take a couple – you know, maybe for them to get used to it. But I think they're just going to hop right back in here and be a great football team. Remember, last year they didn't start. Oh, yeah, they did start great. Two years ago they started slow. Yeah. Last year they started hot. Yep. They will be judged these first couple weeks. Aaron will be judged these first couple weeks. But Aaron's judged literally every time he steps on a football field. So I think he understands that. I'm happy it's over. If I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, I'd be pumped it's over. I'm excited to see what team he ends up on after this year. Does he remain in Green Bay? Does he go somewhere else and win them a Super Bowl in his first year like Tom Brady and Peyton did? I mean, who knows how this whole thing works out, but it's great to see Aaron Rodgers at training camp. Well, and the uh, takes about, like, the locker room stuff, like, those are going to run dry here pretty quick because I would imagine, you know, we're going to get video of them. Yeah, exactly, having a good time on the practice field. Like, it's going to be very similar to last year when, you know, we talked about, like, holy shit, these guys are very loose. It was kind of when we, like, you know, mid-season when it's like, okay, they can this is the kind of team that is definitely going to make a run this year. I, I have a feeling they're going to pick up right where they left off last year. Let's go to Jason in Texas real quick on the Five Hour Energy phone line. Uh, Jason, Texas, what's up? Morning, guys. Man, I'm just happy that this is over with. I've, I felt from the very beginning that he wasn't going to be going anywhere just like AJ. Yesterday, AJ, right before you all went off, he had a hot mic. AJ had it. And he said tomorrow is going to be a big day. So he had to have known. But I'm looking forward to this season. Thank you, Jason. So AJ said yesterday, tomorrow's a big day. It was training camp day, right? So if he missed, it would have been a big day. He would have been right regardless there. But to Jason in Texas's point on the 5-Hour Energy phone line, um, AJ had to have known for a long time. And by the way, AJ's been saying for a very long time, that he thinks he's going to go back. Yeah. Literally. And that news got recycled like four or five different times during this entire thing with other people saying that same exact thing. Even AJ breaking news two times this entire offseason with the same message. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. AJ should be up for one of those fake awards they give out to people in the media. For sure. I mean, he broke the same news twice within two months of each other. I don't know how much AJ knew because I'm not sure we know how much Aaron knew what was going to happen. And we don't know how much the Packers knew what was going to happen. I think when Adam Schefter released that information, nobody had a fucking clue how it was going to end. And I think that's why everybody was very quiet for a bit. And the bomb came out of nowhere. I'm excited 10 years from now to learn what had happened was. Because via Schefter's first report that said league and team sources have told. And then later it was an accumulation. He said in there that Mark hopped on a plane, flew over there. Ginta Kuntz flew mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. there. LaFleur flew yep. over there. Like, was that all bullshit or was that real? We kind of just take that all as being real. What all actually happened? And when Mark Murphy kept saying those things, trying to drive the wedge even deeper, like, how was the reaction to that on both sides? Like, yeah. was Gunther Kuntz and LaFleur, like, what the fuck are you doing? Shut your mouth. Was LaFleur, like, how, how is that what we're saying right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, how is that what we're is saying? Right help? Now? And how did Aaron's people, did Aaron's people just go, oh, Mark's a fucking idiot. I mean, that's just what yeah, Mark's. Right. You know, like, how was that handled? What all happened? We won't know for some time, but Aaron Rodgers the MVP is back with the Packers for at least one more year, the last chance to kind of get over that NFC championship hurdle. And then we'll see if they 
can figure out business in the back end shit that is very difficult to figure out, especially after like decades of disrespect from what it sounds like. And that's why the Cobb thing's so awesome. It's like, you know what? You kind of did all this shit. You pissed me off. I want Randy Cobb on this team right now. I don't care if he's due $18 million a year. You're going to pay him. Go and get him. And then, you know what? We'll call it square and I'll go win a Super Bowl for someone else next year. So people are saying that allegedly he's restructuring his contract somehow that he's not going to lose any income, but they'll create salary cap space. And he has the option in 2022 and 2023 to leave. How are they doing that then? Because I thought the way you restructure contracts to open up salary cap space was kick it down the road. But if he's leaving down the road, how does that work? I don't know how any of that works. Roster bonus? Because I know New England, most of their uh, big contracts they handed out, they gave like 10 million in roster bonus, and then 1 million cap hit for oh, the so year. like first day roster bonus. Yeah. First game roster bonus. Boom. 10 million bucks right away. See, that's the type of shit, though, that Belichick's been doing for a while. And yeah. now Mike Greenberg down yeah. there at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have figured out. It's only a matter of time for everybody's doing this shit, right? And the salary cap is only going to go up and up and up. But it's going to yodely, yodely, mm-hmm. yodely. It's going to go all the way up, and people are going to figure out the work, how to work holes and everything. And that, that leads to another point of everybody thinking there's going to be super teams and, and the NBA is going to carry into the NFL and all that stuff. And by the way, it did look like that was the case. And it might still end up being the case, especially with salary cap doctors and gurus like Greenberg and Veach and the people that have been able to do it. Belichick's been able to do it for a a long, long time. I assume it was one of Ernie's workings or maybe Matt Patricia thought of this. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Matt Patricia does have to give the final go-ahead to draft quarterback in the first round. That's right. So, I mean, that's something you got to do. But a lot of people said, and I think this was also a part of Orlovsky's take, which what the fuck happened? Dan. Dan. Yesterday, he was such a good guy. He said that, well, that's because he was wrong yesterday, so now he has to come out. Oh, and be. Completely on yeah. the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay, poison. fair. I was, I was about to call him right now. Yeah. I was about to call him and just say, like, what happened out there, dude? Because I think he said that, and, and he was amongst others, that basically were like, he's trying to be an NBA superstar, trying to demand this thing, and he didn't, he didn't get moved. So it was all, it's not the NBA. Everybody thought this was going to be the NBA. I think Andrew Brandt even said, for all the player empowerment that everybody thought was going to happen, the only quarterback that really moved, that won and moved, was Carson Wentz, who was owed a lot of money and was not great. Yep. Now, with that being said, accurate statement, who knows what ends up happening with Deshaun Watson if... 22 very serious allegations don't happen. Is he going to end up getting traded? Maybe. Probably not. Russell Wilson, he was asking. He was not asking. Others were potentially stating that he should get traded, that were in his camp. And he was saying he's still up there. Green Bay's getting back uh, together. Maybe it is player empowerment, and they're getting more say in their own organizations as opposed to in the NBA where there's no budging at all and guys have to leave and go elsewhere and are tempted to go elsewhere because if you get two to three guys together, you can go win a goddamn championship. So I think all the things that have been said today by a lot of takers out there, in Takeville, mm-hmm. in Takeland, saying these things. I think a lot of them are just all complete bullshit, uh, but I can understand how there's so many different feelings on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Well, they're saying he didn't get what he want, but don't you think in his heart of hearts, he prop like, I mean, yeah, he's got his issues with the front office. He probably can't stand those guys, but he said on Kenny Main, you know, he loves his teammates. He loves his coaches. Like, don't you think deep down, like, he did want to come back for this last year? Like, I mean, especially coming off an MVP. I don't think so. I don't, don't know. You don't think so? Really? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
Because I thought the same as Ty. It's like, hey, he loves Devontae. He loves Bakhtiari. He loves the guys. He likes LaFleur a lot. He just wanted the, the front office to change. That's why I like Jordan Love. Jordan and, Love's the biggest winner out of this whole thing. And all the conversations about the Denver Broncos and him wanting to be traded were coming from other people, not from him. Right. Yeah. And not from Dave Dunn, either, his team. Huh. Nobody on his team said they wanted <laughs> traded. So him potentially standing his ground to the front office and saying, I'll fucking want, I'll just won't show up then. If you don't want to change... Remember, you fucked over Brett? Much yep. different situation. Mm-hmm. Brett was alluding to retirement and everything like that. His play was, kinda, His play yeah. was getting bad. But remember what you did to Brett? Remember what you did to Coon? Boom. Pow. Pang. Team. Ha. Huh. Not your money. You guys are acting like you were power-hungry bums. It's mm-hmm. been this way for a long time. I won't show up. How about that? If that's all it was, maybe, and maybe he did demand a trade and we'll never know, and maybe he did one out of town completely, and it has all been cooked up and all this other stuff, that you would think at some point he would have had to have come out and said, like, it ain't about that. It's about changing the way things are running Green Bay, a city that I am going to be associated with forever. Right. The longest tenured player in the history of the Green Bay Packers organization. That goes all the way back to Curly fucking Lambeau. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's one of those things where I have no idea what their actual expectations or wants were when this whole thing started. The only thing we can really know from this whole thing, because Adam or Aaron hasn't talked or, and Mark Murphy hasn't really talked in depth about it or Aaron's agent didn't talk about it or anybody in the front office hasn't talked about it in Green Bay. We only know what the insiders have reported throughout this entire right. thing. We don't know anything else that has been true. Will we ever find out if he did just want to take a stand and tell Green Bay we can't operate like this anymore? Or did he want out of town? And did it not work? And that's what everybody's saying right now. We have no idea. Yeah. Well, and also part of me was just thinking, you know, like AJ talks about it. I, I know how, like, you are, how competitive you are, like, to play in the NFL, but then to be, like, a guy like him, like, the way it ended last year, like, I just felt like he he deep down felt like there was unfinished business and he did want to come back and play with those guys one one last time. But hey, look, we good may never feeling know. out of Utah. You got it right. Last mm-hmm. chance. Now we're going to run that. Another massive story in sports about a GOAT. Uh, happening is Simone Biles. Now, we haven't got a chance to watch this because they'll air it tonight on primetime. Simone Biles, I guess, bowed out of the team competition in the finals. They end up going on to win silver. Spoiler. They end up going on to win silver. Allegedly, something happened. I think it was at the vault. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. I think it was at the vault where while she was attempting to do something she said she couldn't see anything and she barely i think she landed on her knees or something like that this comes after a floor routine and also another vault uh thing the other night and also the olympic trials day two uh where simone has not had her absolute best performances in the team competition though her saying i am nowhere near at my best right now i can't figure out how to fucking land and bowing out and people attacking her for that is insane to me. People thinking that it was selfish of her or cowardly of her to back out whenever she thought she was going to cost her team in SUNY, in Charles, and the other gymnasts that probably aren't going to be around as long as Simone was, and she was either mentally, physically, whatever the case, was going through something and saying, I'm not going to be the reason that these Olympic dreams are fucked completely. Now, she has not backed out of the individual events yet, which she still has a bunch to compete for and everything like that, but I think her... You know, acknowledging that she was going through something, 
being the goat that she is at the age of 24, and she put a post up basically that says she feels like on a lot of different occasions that she has the weight of the world on her shoulders, and she normally is able to brush it off and keep it moving, but she even said, like, I feel it. The amount of pressure that she has had in a sport where if you bobble, I talked about it yesterday, yep. that in the Olympics, if you train your entire life, your entire Every meal you eat, every decision you make is to make you better at whatever niche thing you're doing for the Olympics. And you have no idea if you're going to make it. Okay, that it doesn't happen until three and a half, four years down the road whenever you finally get to the age of being able to compete, even though you've already done it your entire life. You're going to make no money until you get yeah. there. So you have to blindly commit. In, at an addiction level almost to this thing that you have no idea if it's ever going to come to fruition. You have no clue. You just got to hope that you'll be able to out-compete, out-duel. In swimming, it comes down to two-tenths of a fucking second between winning gold in the Olympics and not even getting on the podium. The amount, the room for error in some of these sports is criminal. I mean, it is yeah. insanity to have your entire life. So if she's going through anything mentally or any doubt at all, and she thinks she's going to screw over some of, uh, some of her teammates and potentially ruin the team and then ruin everything else, I think it was very noble of her to do such a thing. And I want to let Simone know that, hey, the only reason why the pressure of the world is on your shoulders is because you're so goddamn good, okay? The expectations are the expectations because you are the standard in this entire thing. And I would like to say that it is very awesome to see somebody at your level acknowledge that you're going through some stuff. You might maybe have a little doubt in yourself, but what you need to realize, and I felt obligated to tweet this to you this morning, and I think we all should be... You are the greatest of all time, and anything that happens in Tokyo will not be remembered. What you have done to the sport of gymnastics, what you have added to the sport of gymnastics, will be remembered and heralded forever. So if you're going through it, we, we understand. We hope you come out of it. We hope you get good, and we hope you find that confidence in yourself again to continue to be the GOAT. But if you don't, Hell of a run, Simone. Yeah, congrats, Simone. More Hold that head high, lady. You changed the whole fucking game. Plus, whenever you hear her story with everything that she's gone through and the commitment and level, and it's just, I'm, I'm super pumped for it. Idiots on the internet, though. Yeah, they have no clue. Idiots on the internet are just, uh, what? Quitter? What she Come do? on. What she do? Get on the beam. What she do? She changed the sports. Been around since, like, fucking the Greeks were running around there. Completely changed the game. Better than everybody. She has bad days, and they're still better than everybody else because what she's attempting to do is absolute insanity. She talked about being 24 years old and how her body is much different than it was whenever she was a teenager. I think that is can potentially could get in there and be a seed of oh, doubt. Yeah. And I've heard mm -hmm. her openly talk about it, and I was like, okay, so she is acknowledging that there's maybe something going on. Then the other night, whenever she had, you know, not her greatest performance, I think, and this is gonna sound so weird, but if you looked at her face, I think you saw like a different Simone Biles than like the potential, hey, killer swag mm -hmm. Simone Biles that you saw. I think it was apparent that there was potentially something going on. We just hope that she gets back to being great because the Olympics are a beautiful time, and her getting a showcase to the world that she's the greatest of all time is something I would like her to be able to do one last time or maybe even again whenever she's 28 but we're all with her hoping she gets through this thing. for sure and I think it was the uh, she did like an interview you know a while back and it was starting to circle around and they asked her like hey what what are you most excited for about the Olympics and she was like when it's over like yeah. when I'm when I'm done doing this and I don't have 
the weight of the world on my shoulders anymore. So, like, she obviously, you know, I mean, she's probably been struggling with that for years now. She was wearing goat slides, Mm -hmm. and the internet killed her, right? Mm -hmm. Because whenever you do that, you're acknowledging, okay, that you're the goat. And by the way, I'm pumped that she has. I'm pumped that she did. I hope all athletes do. But a lot of people fell back on that today whenever she decided to drop out because she was not at her absolute best and didn't want to screw over her teammates in a team competition where we don't know if those people will be back on the team. We have no idea if they'll be back in the Olympics again. We hope so, by the way. There's a lot of people gunning for that spot, though, next to Simone Biles there. Her not wanting to ruin it I think was great, but a lot of people said, well, you can't wear those slides and then do what you did. It's like, hey, how about this? Goats go through some shit every once in a while as well and in the era of mental health and everything like that understand that every single mental health awareness not the era of mental health Mm -hmm. mental health awareness everybody can go through some things everybody can get in some doubt and i think i heard that um she potentially add or adhd or something like that as somebody who is nowhere near the level of her but maybe potentially uh similar brain operations and that thing once you get one little negative thought, there's a chance that those can go ahead and continue to go. And there's a chance that I think that Simone needs to be reminded that she's she's a badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's Best ever. Yeah, like, hey, I think, she, because I think even the goats can get into their, their brains, especially if it's one that is very active, which an ADD brain is, and start saying things. And I don't know if that's what it is. I'm just saying that there was a time where I think I had a perfect season going into the last game, missed two kicks. People told me I was the worst, wanted me to die. I thought about it. I never wanted to kick a football again. And I'm not saying I'm anywhere near what Simone Biles' level was, but I know how you can have a lot of success and then have a little bit of failure, and then all of a sudden start to potentially doubt yourself a little bit. It's getting through that, hopefully, and reminding and being, you know, not being reminded, but remembering that you're the GOAT. I hope that happens for Simone before the individual events, because it would be awesome to see her walk out in those slides yeah. and go, fuck you, and just win that whole goddamn yeah. thing. That's what I'm pulling And for. to your point, if she doesn't... Oh, Orlovsky's calling. Oh, this. Dan. I'm live. Oh, okay. Can I can I put you on or not? Are you allowed on yet? Um, yeah, I, I asked for permission yesterday, so. Hey, you're a sellout, dude. You're a sellout. I'm, you're a sellout. I'm not a sellout. You're a sellout. I, I was surprised. This is Dan. Just so everybody knows, you're a sellout, dude. Do you want me to? Do you want me to? You're, you're, you you weren't surprised, or does or does 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 the text message say something else, Patrick? What that you look like a man dime? I think you do look like a man dime. I, that was before Dude, I heard I was, what came out of I, your I, mouth. You're not. You're not surprised at all that, and wait, you like you're there. I didn't I didn't expect him to be there, so I was I was like, man, that whole off season, and there, you're there to start camp. That doesn't surprise you. Okay, so the headline said that Dan Rolovsky says a big whiff out of Aaron Rodgers, nothing happened at this whole offseason. Is that what you said or no? It's, it feels like a big... Sw- no! Dan! Dan, Dan, listen, you're going to have to settle this with me Aaron. Aaron's probably going to hate you forever, but... Let me, let me ask you a question. From the reports that we had heard, right? From Whether your people. Mouth or whatnot that he, he did not want to play there this year. Those were the reports that we had heard, right? See, that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Well, I mean, that's but like that's, that's the information I could go off of, is like reports that are being heard. I don't, I'm not best friends with him like you, so I don't well, know well, I'm not his best friends actual with him feelings. 
right. Well, so I, like, you let me down, Dan. You let me down. He he got control yeah, of his dude, future. He got control of his future. Set a precedent potentially for future Packers like Jordan Love. Spotlighted a potential issue that was happening with the Packers for future Packers. I think as a player, you should be pumped for this he, guy. Do, so, do you trust that the organization one hundred percent is giving him control after this season? Yeah, that's what your guy reported. The same guy that was saying he wanted out. No, because then they he's still under contract. Right, like, Dad. What Dad, you can't pick and choose what you want to believe from Adam Schefter and what you don't. I mean, you can't do that. You can't use that as an excuse Dad. and then choose not to believe no, it later. because I even asked on television. I even asked on television. Let's say Aaron wants to go play for the Minnesota Vikings next year. Oh, yeah. Unlikely. Could he do that? And he's like, no, he can't. So he's not in complete control. All right. Well, I appreciate you. I got to do a show there. You look amazing today. A little bit of a sellout, but you, you look amazing. No, dude. I'm disappointed in you. Well, that's wow. funny. That's funny you say that. Yeah, because he's a client. He doesn't want to go play in Minnesota either, Dan. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a I mean, bad example. Would be awesome if he did. Yeah, yeah. Be wild. Would be awesome. <laughs> that would be oh, fucking Brett. wild. I mean, that would be tough for Packers fans, <laughs> and I wouldn't would feel very bad. But Dan's saying that it was all for naught. Like I disagree. Like I think there was a lot of shit that happened. Pro Aaron, pro Packers players in the future. Now Dan's got to do Dan's thing or whatever. But I think Dan and other players look like some sellouts today. That's what I think. I think there were some sellouts that looked like on TV. And hate to break to you, Dan. You looked unbelievable, okay? Had that blue suit on. Yeah. Blue eyes were popping. Had uh -huh. a good tan fresh out of that quarry. I saw the videos. You were with the whole family. You look great. What you sounded like, though, was a sellout. Mm -hmm. Hate to break to you, pal. Forgot the locker room, seemed like. And say, you know, Jordan Love goes on to have a 15-year uh, career with the Packers. Like, you know, you know what? He, he... It's funny, Dan calls me there, you know, to say, I'm calling him back. Hey, mute this. You call me, I call you. Hey. 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 I'll ask for forgiveness. I have sports center in five minutes. Okay, it'll be great. I know you will crush it on there. Your tan looks great. I've said this all the time. You were taking victory laps on the internet for people telling you that, oh, you weren't soft pedal. You remember that? You were going, ah, thank you for telling me that I actually took a stand against a player as an ex-player. Like, you were taking a victory lap. A now you're calling me going, oh, I didn't do anything. I saw you. I seen you do it. You were giving full waves. You were I giving full waves on the internet. Oh, I'm the ex-player that'll say things about the That's what you did. Dude, I didn't take a stand against the player. When the moment this news broke in April, I was like, he ain't playing for them again. Like, he ain't playing for them again. And then it seemed like, okay, he, he's had some quotes himself. Or like, it's about the people. It's about the culture. Supposedly, like, again, I can only go off reports. Right. It's not like one person's right. report was right. one thing and another yeah. person's report was another thing. Yeah. The whole reporting hey. was like, he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's not happy with the front office. Um, he's obviously not pleased that he was not communicated with the pick. So I was like, I don't think he's ever going to play there again. Yeah. And then it seems like to show up on the first day of training camp, I was surprised that it, it, it didn't go further. That's what I was surprised about. So okay. it feels like surprised. Aaron went, hey, I, I want out now. And then it became like, you're not getting out right now. So what were you doing a victory lap for, for saying like, hey, a big swing and a miss from Aaron Rodgers. You're like, hey, hey how's it going, Dan Rulovsky? Like, why are you doing that? So what does it feel like to you if – he fucking changed the future, I think. His future and future Packers players and put a Pat, spotlight on something that none of us knew about. Like, I think that's a big Pat, deal. Pat, as of now, and again, can only go off reports, 
He does not control what he gets to do next season. Put After the season, he doesn't. They, he's still someone under contract. All right. Is he not? Is that a fact? All right. Hey, listen. Can you put it up on here, too, please? Dan, I want you to read this. This is from your website, okay? Not mine. This is from your website here. The 2023 year of Rodgers' contract, the last one his current deal, would be voided with no tags. The Packers would agree to review Rodgers' situation at the end of this season. Rodgers' contract would be adjusted with no loss of income. Mechanisms will be put in place to address Rodgers' issues with the team. That's a something. Hey, hey, this is from your guy. That's something right there. The Packers' agreement to review the situation after the season implies that the team will trade Rodgers if he still feels the way he is about the Packers' culture and decision making. What does that mean? Are we just only reading a couple? You got Sports Center. Think about it while you're on there. Call us back. Yeah. Tom Brady, three years ago, changed his contract to be in complete control. He was in complete control. Aaron, while he got out of one year of his deal and has some say, does not have complete control. If you want to trust the organization, you can do that. All right. All right. I'll see you. Thank you. Good luck. I appreciate you, Dan. I always. All right. That guy stinks. I mean, this guy. He's wrong. That's a take. These are all these all these hot take takers that are out there. He was taking victory laps on Twitter, though, because there was like journalists saying, hey, Dan, why not the soft Go soft on Aaron here. Way to say it like it is. It's like, oh, is that like, and, then, and Dan's doing a fool. Like, hey, yeah, I'm going to hold him no accountable. Problem. Hey, I got to yeah, hold the guy accountable. Hey, fair and square Dan. Someone's got to do it. Hey, call it how I see it. It's right. right down there. All right, Dan. I love Orlovsky. Always will love Orlovsky. But he's, he's, he's wrong. wrong. He's mm-hmm. wrong in this particular he's one. He's going to piss some people off, too, which, oh, by yeah. the way, a lot of journalists love. Okay, they love that. That's kind of a good thing mm-hmm. to do. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, (laughs) here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes. And guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. That's right. Dingers. Round time. Bingo. David Ocup- <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? 
the shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Thank you. A show full of... Simps for Simone, allegedly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Adds a man who is in a room that has terrible internet service, I believe. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Oh, white do rag today. Good idea. How you doing? You look unbelievable today. Wow. The lighting, the tan. Yeah. How are you? There's a glow <laughs> to you, AJ. Are you, are you pregnant? Whoa. I guess, yeah, I'm pregnant with excitement because Aaron is back on time for the pack, right? House yeah! Hey, that uh, bookcase looks a lot better. Zito, can you go full screen on that real quick just so we can see? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Zooming it. What Zooming is, it. What is, is that just hanging from like a curtain rod? Ceiling. Taped it to the ceiling. But <laughs> it's in the bedroom. Actually, my wife had the idea. She goes, what are you doing? Just flip it around so there's a, a window, you know, on the other side of the camera facing me. And so now we, yeah, this is what we're doing here today. All right. So you're in a, a very nice room for that old log cabin ass feel it had yesterday. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't want to dive into the outskirts a little bit, but it looks like you're sitting on thousand count. Maybe 2,000 count hey, sheets. That thread count is... Oh, no. This oh. Is, it is nothing nothing of the sort. This is not exactly what we expected. <laughs> we're making the best of it. We are definitely making the best of it. Hey, I got catfish from Airbnb every single time I have used it thus far. It's somehow with the fisheye lens in the angles in which they can get the drone to shoot photos. They are great salespeople on there, but the experience will be so great you won't even remember that. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers getting back into training camp with the Green Bay Packers. Now, Dan Orlovsky this morning said on ESPN, I don't know if you got a chance to see this, but he actually called into the show because I said, I have to judge Dan Orlovsky much differently now after listening to what he said this morning. He said that this is basically all for naught. Everything we had heard, all the reports of things happening, nothing happened in the end. He was let down. He was surprised. I said, the guy gets control of his future. In future, Packers, I think, are now going to have a much better understanding of what how the the team operates, or maybe they'll change how they operate for future Packers. I think a lot happened. I am just being a guy who ball washes for Aaron Rodgers, though, says the internet. But I think that's real. Like, I think some real good came of this from Aaron's side. And if you're the Green Bay Packers, obviously you got an MVP quarterback back in the building, so that has to be good. This is a win-win, and what you've been saying is probably going to happen all along. What are your thoughts, and did you expect this, and how much did you know and not have to say for all this time? I mean, I don't think anyone really knew exactly what was going on. I don't think Aaron had an idea exactly of what the plan was, how it was going to end up. I'm sure he had an idea of what he wanted and, and what he wanted to change, but I don't think the Packers knew what the timeline looked like. But we say it all the time. Like, isn't that an Andrew Brandt thing? Like, deadlines spur activity. Like, things happen when there's a deadline. And guess what? They reported to camp today, so we knew something had to happen. And I, I think I'm, I'm just glad they got it figured out and they, uh, he's there on time. It wouldn't have made any sense for him to miss, like, three or four days or something just to kind of fumble around like just get him in there now and and let's see what the team looks like michael lombardi said a great quote about that as well he said uh michael lombardi obviously was general manager for the browns and knows bill belichick well was a host of hammered down this past season last season and everything like that he said that when you go to japan to do business 
they don't start negotiating until an hour before you have to leave for your flight back home. So if you're out there for a week or whatever, the negotiations aren't going to happen until you are about in the car to go because then they know answers have to do. And just what Andrew Brandt said, deadline spurs activities. That's like how business is. I did not expect it to work out for this situation, though. And to Dan Orlovsky's point, with the reports we had heard, he wanted out, he wanted gone, he wanted to go to the Denver Broncos, allegedly, at one point and somewhere else. We looked back on that now, thinking to ourselves, the only thing we've really known about this entire situation is whatever the insiders have said. And who knows if the insiders have been 100% accurate. They might have been got the general narrative right, you know, like, hey, this is what we're hearing, this is what we're thinking, this is what one side's saying. Did the insiders get it 100% correct? Or was there a chance that he was just taking a stand and saying, you know what, everything you've done to a lot of players in the past around here and the way you go about handling business, you're not going to do it anymore. If you don't change it, I'm not going to fucking show up. And he's an MVP. He's a guy who I think his resume is warrants enough for him to be satisfied with what he's done. Did he always or did he ever, in your eyes, want to be traded? Was that the all-time goal of this entire thing? Or did you do you think that this is a potential outcome that he was looking for as well? Just some things changed and handled, and it kind of all got blown out of proportion when the accumulation of information news got dropped on draft day. I don't know if he ever truly wanted to be traded or wanted to play somewhere else. I'm sure he would have loved for everything to go the way that he was hoping it would maybe early in his career. And like, But I guess at, over the years, it's just grown to get to where it is. But I think now it, it is almost a win-win for them because the Packers, he, he's back for a year. Yeah, he has some freedom, some flexibility after the year. But I don't know about you, but I instantly started thinking, Hey, if I'm the Packers, why are you guys going full screen, man? You're really ruining my whole vibe. No, it's a good take. It's a good take. It was a good take yeah, you were having. Which it. is good. It doesn't matter. My background doesn't matter. You can do whatever you need, Z. Whatever, whatever you need to do, but I'm on board with it. But, well, it's uh, Foxy's decision mostly, but Zito <laughs> was the one in my ear saying, hey, ask him to go full screen. <laughs> so I appreciate both of those. So they are working in a tag team back yeah. there, and they are trying to get that bed on as much as possible. <laughs> but what do you think, like, you're going to say, I think, and I don't want to cut you off, but I do that all the time, and I apologize for it, and that's, you know, kind of how I operate if the brain thinks of something it's going to say. It's gotten me into a lot of trouble and in situations like this it has happened. But Aaron, you know, the the whole thought of the Packers now have 17 games an entire season to allow Aaron to test things maybe he wants to see done. Does he want a seat at the table for some of the cuts? Like, are they going to offer that up? You were going to say, I think, like, the Packers now have a chance to maybe make this thing right with Aaron in a one season. Is that what you were thinking? I think so. If I'm Mark Murphy, if I'm Goody, and definitely if I'm the floor, well, if I'm the floor, I'm going up top and saying, "Hey, man, now we got him in. Now let's just think, let's do this thing right. We know how good this guy is. Let's go. I'm going to go and do everything I can on the field to win us a Super Bowl, get past that NFC Championship stage. Now it's up to you guys. Let's figure this out and make sure that he retires a Packer. Like that's what I would think. If I'm the floor, if I'm in front office, like what can we do to not only have Aaron this year, obviously, and keep him happy, but keep him for the rest of his career in Green Bay. And it's not like gifts, right? It's like uh, proving that you, you're not going to be just like inept in communication and personal relations. Hard. I don't think it's hard. I don't think they have to do it. They don't have to jump through hoops. They don't have to give him power over anything. Just I think if he's involved, if, he, if it's a relationship, if it's a conversation that's just organic, I think it'll be fine. And who knows? I have no clue what he'll feel like at the end of the season. I don't think he knows right now, but let's see what happens, man. You go win a bunch of games make a Super Bowl run, uh, I could see, uh, I don't know. I just don't know 
Yeah, now I guess we just bump this into the offseason. So whenever the Packers season ends, whether that's a Super Bowl victory or earlier, the, the first thought is, okay, what's Aaron do next year? So there's going to be some maybe some conversations on Tuesdays, maybe, we think, maybe, possibly. Oh, I don't know. I hope so. I, I think he would be open to it. I hope. Yeah, well, I think we'd be open to it, too. Yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. That's a pretty cool thing. I mean, we'll figure that it. out. That's There was a lot of other stuff that had to get figured out first. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> I don't want to say, like, hey, let's not. I mean, this situation you tell him? is still. You didn't send a text. Uh, Pat, like, hey, Aaron, uh, whatever team you may play for, like, I think we could still do the Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I sent out a feeler. You know, I sent out a feeler to, uh, you know, M- Big Money Ed. You know, sent out a feeler Ooh, yeah. Big Money Ed. Because I did not. I said this a couple times. I did not want to get information accidentally or have any interactions in this situation and be the reason why it gets fucked up. Yeah. Okay. I was not going to be the... You know, the Shannon Sharp Julio situation that happened, not saying that I would, you know, call him live. Like, Orlovsky did call me live, okay, earlier on the show. And I did ask him while Mike's muted if he'd come on. But I didn't want to act accidentally somehow through a text message get a vibe or an information and then start saying things and people were like, oh, this is coming from this and fuck up the whole thing. Like, I didn't want to do that at all. But I did send out a feeler. It was like, hey, I don't know what you guys got going on over there, okay, but. If we're not hosting Jeopardy, maybe even if we are hosting Jeopardy or whatever, is there any way we can maybe set that Tuesday thing back up? Like, what do you say? We think maybe. And I got a pretty positive response there. There was no definite or anything like that. I'm like, awesome. Okay. Then, you know, there was a time that maybe me and uh, the current reigning match champion had an interaction. Okay. Uh-huh. And I asked, I put a little bit of a, huh? And I got a pretty positive, huh? And I was like, oh, I think it's going to. So then I just kind of watched as everything was happening. And I was eagerly watching breaking news reports like, okay, tell me something that doesn't sound like he's not going to play football. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean? Tell me something that he is playing football and kind of watching along with bated breath from a very selfish. I mean, that was like some of the coolest conversations we've got a chance to have. I mean, that was fucking incredible to go through an MVP season with somebody literally every single week through the ups and the couple downs that there were. Uh, down years for him, by the way. Career years for other people. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just <laughs> happening in that whole thing. But you think that's going to happen? I've had a pretty positive... I've had a pretty positive feel about it as well, AJ. And, and I don't want to say that the him returning to the training camp story is already dead, but this could be a big one, too. If, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, Please, hey, no. What do we got up there? You got scotch tape, Pat? Can we not get some duct tape up there? I do. What about some gorilla tape. glue? Yeah, go get it. I mean, oh, God. That I mean, terrible job. Glue. Gotta have power. That thing's gonna go sideways on that. I'll thing. get it during the break. Maybe wear it like a cape, <laughs> like you're a super book. Yeah. I'll get it during the break. Yeah. Like Alan McGregor with the Irish flag. <laughs> it looks good. Uh, that's that's perfect. Sorry, serious listeners. This show. Yeah, serious. I mean. What are you gonna do? Sirius never gets a chance to see what you normally look like, so they would never really appreciate what's going on right now. Sirius, we appreciate obviously, but the YouTube people get a chance to watch AJ normally sitting in an attic that is oddly perfectly lit. Yeah, with a, with a perfect bookshelf behind me. With mm-hmm. a real bookshelf. With yeah, an actual bookshelf. Hell yeah. AJ, you actually take a lot of pride in how you look and sound. You actually get very upset with other shows whenever they don't look or sound in your I eyes. I don't care about, yeah, not me personally, but I want the show to, I want like decent lighting and decent audio. And obviously it's tough on the road. And so, yes, I'm very 
OCD about trying to make the setup look all right. I don't want to ruin things because I know, yeah, it's just I just want it to look like it should look and sound like it should. Well, I want to let you know, I appreciate you caring that much. This looks good, too, by it the does. way. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Because it's not about what's behind you, AJ. It's about... You know, that big-ass jaw and what's coming out of the mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what it's about there. But I appreciate that you care so much about it not, <laughs> Thank to, you, AJ. not to want to make it look bad when, you know, you come in here wearing a fucking suit and everything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are incredible for the show. But let's go back to this. You think Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays are happening or not? Can you lock it in? Yeah. Can we say? I mean, I can't. I can't lock anything in, but I know the conversations that I had with him, like, yeah, he seems to really... He he enjoyed his time, and I think he would enjoy. I can't speak for him, but when I talked to him about it, yeah, he was like, "Yeah, well, of course. Why wouldn't I want to do that again?" Boy, yeah! Yeah! Woo! Come on! And that's not good Come for. On, dude! I mean, Woo! Probably, probably, probably yes. watching this though, Pat. Ed's like, "All right, buddy. Well, it's going to cost you ten million, Pat." <laughs> <laughs> hey, big money, Ed. You know, big money, Ed. I, I do believe he is probably hearing this. Yeah, and there's a little little thing there. I mean, I think. Like, Allegedly, now the reason why I had to ask Big Money Ed is because, you know, there's potential people that would like to get involved with said thing that oh. are already pretty involved in old errands, you know. So, oh, okay, a little double up. Yeah. 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 So I think Big Money Ed might have to have that conversation with other people as well. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think that is maybe something he's going to have to handle. But 100%, I am pumped. I'm excited that that potentially does happen. Now, can we get back to what you did know, what you didn't know? At what point did you know that the last dance photo uh, with he and Devontae was exactly the metaphor and the words that they were trying to put out? And everybody's like, he didn't win six. Cha-. Mark Murphy fucking came yeah, out. Yeah. He didn't win six championships. I was like, I think it's like a metaphor for like, hey, the last dance. You know, like we've been dancing for a long time. And then DJ say, hey, last song here. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, this shit. is it. You ain't gonna go I'm just gonna get the fuck out of here, all right? all right? And then they play, you know, whatever song it is. I think that's what they were trying to say. As soon as I saw that, that's what I thought. Uh, literally, as soon as I saw it, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, one more year there. That's awesome. They're going to figure it out. Then the retirement news came out of nowhere after yeah. that. Almost like, oh, he's retiring. He's retiring. The sports Poor book. shit. And that yeah. what scared you? Yeah. The sports book said they expected it. Yeah. So at that point, when you saw the last dance photo, you knew or did you not know? Because I think I texted you. I was like, no, what? Did I know what? Uh, what Aaron was going to do and what the what was the outcome was going to be? No, I, I've never known all along. I've never known any of it. Like I don't, uh, I don't bug him about it. I've talked to him about it over the time in, in Tahoe. I spoke with him about it, had an idea of what's going on, but I don't think right then anything was nailed down on either side of what was. There's still so much up in the air, I guess. But when you talk about the last dance thing. Does Devonte want to be one and done in Green Bay and then go somewhere else, like follow him, or what, how does that work? Well, that's clearly what. Yeah, said, yeah. Right? I mean, that's clearly. <laughs> well, and right after this happened, like when it said Rogers was coming back, it, news broke like Devonte is now, you know, open to discussing <laughs> contract. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. But, does, but does Devonte want to sign him a long term deal, make his pay, make him the highest paid receiver in the league if he's not sure Aaron will be there past this year? Highest paid receiver in the league, sign it. Dot immediately. I think if. Yeah. Not highest paid receiver in the league, and don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be here. Not signing shit. I think that is probably. I have not talked to Devontae Adams ever in my life. Like to. I've heard he's a great guy, mm. incredible yeah. wide receiver, does amazing things. I, I don't know him like that. I think that is probably where they're at. Like, hey, if if Aaron's going to be the quarterback, we will take a hometown discount because we have a guy throwing to me who is unbelievable, Mount Rushmore guy. If we don't know if he's going to be there, and I like Jordan Love, okay, Jordan Love has a chance to be great or whatever, uh, and I'm not going to get, I'm not doing it. 
And I, I think that's fair, by the way, out of Devontae. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. I, I think that whole thing is a fair. It is. It's fair for Devontae, but don't you th- – yeah, Devontae's in a weird spot because, yeah, he does. there's so much unknown to what could happen with injuries or anything. So you do want to sign that big old monster deal if it's out there. But you know, especially the receiver position, your whole life hinges on who's throwing you the ball. So, yeah, it's kind of he's kind of in an odd spot. Isn't that – you just mentioned it, and I kind of forgot about it, so maybe I'm out of touch. But like, And also, did you hear me? No, you didn't. You're in a, wherever the hell you are. There's people talking about how the locker room isn't going to respect Aaron because former players. Shut up. Shut up. That's what AJ. Oh, no, it's real. AJ. Who? I, Who? I, this, I let off the fucking show with this because I was I was so offended by the Who? things that were being. You could find. Okay. Before you finish, I'm going to let you finish. You could go talk to some of the most elite athletes in every sport possible that's played over the last 30 years. And if you asked them that, I would assume the majority of them like what are you talking about Aaron that's all we care he's here he can do whatever he wants I don't care if you can play like that you could you could do whatever you want anywhere like it doesn't matter yeah that's how players feel and also like hey business yeah that's how you, coaches feel too just trust me the coaches on the staff too are like oh man I hope Aaron makes it back here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they gotta figure it out hey they gotta figure yeah. it out and then as soon as by the way as soon as he gets back in the building hey that's the thing hey, that's the guess what too you know who else? So Sean Payton is playing Aaron week one, Saints, Packers. I guarantee you he saw this and he was like, oh, my gosh. I heard, I thought he was retiring all this news. Like, how was he not going to see this picture with these shades and this, this homage shirt with Brian Baumgartner on it? What are we doing here, man? I'm screwed. I was, I was hanging out with Kevin James. Yeah. Okay, just a couple weeks ago at the movie premiere, having a time in my life. We got Jordan Love in the Packers week one. I don't even have a quarterback yet. Life is good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Aaron shows up with those. Hey, hey, yeah. this is Guess awesome. What Magic. Took those for me in Tahoe. I have the blue ones too. He's like, hey, I'm gonna, let, me, uh, let me take these orange ones. I'm like, all right, bud. I didn't know he's going to be wearing them every day. He's posted multiple pictures in them. Yeah, so that's why you quote tweeted and said, nice shades or whatever you said, because that was a direct shot at him stealing your sunglasses. That's why they're so big, by the way, for your big ass. Uh, uh, I tried to tell him when he wanted them. I was like, bro, you, you know you don't have the head to wear these things. Those are big glasses. I love that he does not give a shit about anything. He is changing the game completely for whenever you talk about people that are the elite of the elite and how they operate and how they handle themselves. Uh, I'm pumped he's back. Joining us now to maybe celebrate a little bit. I think this guy alluded to Aaron and the Packers being back on the same page with sources close to Aaron Rodgers. And we asked AJ. AJ hadn't heard this. Bakhtiari wasn't upset. I wasn't yep. happy about this. But somehow this guy is closer to Aaron than anybody else. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport. Oh boy, a little gloat parade. Hey, on the gloat boat. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the main problems with this job is when you start gloating, that's when someone else just dunks on you. So I'm not going to gloat or anything. I would just say this. Um, I'm not sure Bakhtiari was upset with me because obviously he didn't deny the report. I think he was upset that maybe he and Aaron aren't as close as he thought. I mean, maybe he's got to have some, some like serious discussions with his quarterback just to try to figure out like, you know, how does this guy, you know, I'm (laughs) just saying, (laughs) how's this guy, this guy, this guy, right? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I'll just say this. And I know you guys love the, uh, the sort of topic of Aaron Rodgers because there was nothing going on and that gave us some time to talk. It is not a terrible situation for all that this thing is about to be put to bed when he signs his contract very soon. I think that for at least for at least this year. 
Okay, so they are having him sign another contract that's changing all the stipulations in it that we have heard about on the internet thus far about the voided year review situation yeah. in good faith, I assume is going to be used in this thing. In good faith, we'll review the situation, which means like, hey, we actually have to have an opportunity to discuss whether or not I want to leave or not. Although that word, those words can be manipulated by the better lawyer. I have I've I've heard about and learned about and, and other things. Is that something that they're putting in there? Ian, is that the case? I'm not sure the language is going to be in there to reflect anything after this year. Like I, what I believe, and I haven't seen the contract yet, and I'd like to see it. But what I believe is it's essentially a gentleman's agreement that, like, look, we're we're going to treat you right. We're going to consider this at the end of this year. We're gonna we're gonna try to do right by you, and at least you know potentially look at a trade. Or make it easier for him to retire if that's what he wants to do. Because usually when you retire, you have to give back some signing bonus. Maybe a situation where he doesn't need to do that. There are things that will make it, say, better and more friendly for him. Um, but, yeah, lopped off the last year um, and no new money. As far as I can tell, again, I haven't seen it. but no. New, so when people say it wasn't about the money, it sounds like he really got no new money for this contract. It's awesome. Ian, if it is a gentleman's agreement, like – don't you think you may be weary that they could come back and screw him? Like, or don't you think they'll try to nail it all down and have the language in the contract? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, I think at this point, one thing that is very clear from the Packers is they did not like this. They did not like this situation where we had to discuss this all off season. We had to kind of figure out like where was Rogers going. I, I think they would like to avoid this next year. So I think what they did was set themselves up for a much cleaner either exit or exit plan or mutual parting or something like that. Because the reality is if Rogers plays them this year and plays well, which he's going to be, if they're good and they are going to be, they're going to be able to get a lot for him in a trade at the end of this year. Something that benefits not just him, but the organization going forward as well. Yeah, but we got to think, is, um, are you in somebody else's conversation while calling us here? It sounds like there is a lady talking into your phone. So that is a Didi. She's actually live on NFL Network right <laughs> hey, now. Didi. Hey, Didi. Hey, Didi. Yeah. So let me walk over here. No, no, no. You're good. I just didn't want us to be catching somebody's. Where are you, by the way? Shout out to I'm you, at, dude. Heinz I'm at Heinz. Hell yeah. Hey, that's, nice it is. hey, that's the opening. There's a little bit of wind coming off a river down there. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> that little bit of a swirl in there. It's, you know what I mean? What I'm hoping to have today is some sort of sandwich with fries inside the sandwich. That yeah. is my goal for the rest of the day. Yeah, which one are you going to go with? The Italian? You're going to go with Capicola? You're going to go with the steak and cheese? What are you going to go with? No, I, I like where they cut the sausage in half. Kind of split oh, it open, one. put it down, mm. and then put the fries on. Maybe an egg on top of that. Oh, wow. You're really good. over to Boyce Park, buddy. Go play some b-ball. Nah, he can run out of there just like you, AJ. Okay, don't need to talk about that. But uh, say hello to everybody in Pittsburgh for us, please. I think we'll be back in a couple weeks, actually. I'm excited Ooh. for that. Uh, my brother's bachelor party. Hey, oh, yeah. 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 What are you guys going to do? I have no idea. Ian, you want to come? Doped up, <laughs> rip it up. Am I gonna get the invite? Uh, I don't know. Jay doesn't know you that well, but uh, uh, he said I, no. Yeah, he said yeah. No. Yeah, Jay said sure. Come on, <laughs> just stick around. That'd be great. Could you imagine fucking Ian Rappaport? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> We don't need NFL insiders in our bachelor party. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, Jay said you're not invited. Actually, I just wow. It's a that shame. Was gotcha. Very very clear. 
Could you imagine no him listening? Hey, Jay's <laughs> friends. Okay, what you need to do here is just walk outside, okay, hop in a car and just drive and find the biggest group of Yenzers you can. They're going to be Italian, okay? They're going <laughs> to love the Steelers and they're going to hate everything else. That is basically Jay's friends from back home. <laughs> I, if Ian Rappaport hung out with Jay's friends from back home who I like grew up with kind of, you know, that whole thing. The reports coming out of Pittsburgh from Ian Rappaport would have a much different narrative. <laughs> it would be awesome. Anyways, wow. let's move along. That sounds pretty good. Let's move along. Uh, what are you reporting on there in Pittsburgh? Is uh, Big Ben happy? Does he look like he is eating a stricter diet than Tom Brady? Is he different? Is it the same? Matt Canada's offense? How's Najee? Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, so I actually just talked to Kevin Colbert, the GM. He's pretty important person so i got to talk to him which was really nice right, you're not inviting um, a fucking bachelor yeah, party dude you're out <laughs> colbert isn't either i can't believe it uh i don't think colbert would have a very good time anyway uh it was, it was a couple a couple interesting things from my conversation with kevin colbert one he did not think i was wondering about ben last year arm strength wise did we see kind of a drop off he did not at all and miles per hour show that there was not a drop off he basically huh. said as a team, instead of Ben's arm deteriorating, it was them as a team. And he's like, anyone who didn't see that just, I think, wasn't living in reality. I thought that was kind of interesting. He also, I asked him about Rodgers because I was like, you know, Rodgers kind of made it, you know, at least we wondered about his future in Green Bay. I'm like, did you ever get the sense with Ben? He said with Ben, the first thing he said was, I want to play in 2021. And then Ben approached them about taking less. And then they went from there which I thought was kind of interesting. Huh. Um, huh. And then about Najee Harris, I kind of was like, you know, can he be a three down back now? And he said, you know, we drafted him to be a three down back. He's like, we'll see, but I think he can this year. And I only mention that because if you're someone who likes fantasy points, he does seem to be someone who would potentially rack up a lot of points. Hey, you, you, you like mentioned him. that Ben came to them first and talked about taking less. Did you get the impression that the Steelers were going to come to him if he didn't do that and ask him to take less? They, uh, maybe they would have, but they were so sort of emboldened, prideful. Like Kevin Colbert was really excited that Ben wanted to play and and what he did to play. You know what I mean? Like that that seemed to be really meaningful to him. And I'll get the comments posted online hopefully soon. Maybe someone else will transcribe it for me since that's a lot of work. Um, But he was just, he was like, it meant so much to him that Ben wanted to do this and wanted to make sure this team was better that I think they're in a really good place with him. And, like, I don't know if this is going to be Ben's last year. I assume it is. But he'll retire with the organization thinking extremely highly about his impact regardless of whatever happens. Hey, look out for that tractor's about to run you ever die. That might be the most active, empty stadium I have ever heard in my entire life, Donner. On the North Shore, Pittsburgh. I believe CFO Phil is about to run you down a sandwich, I think. Uh, so uh, that's us saying thank you, okay, because we got people in the city to bring you something. You deserve it. Uh, oh. Ben Roethlisberger's self-awareness, all-time high, by the way. If he knew they were probably going to ask him to take less and he approached them to take less, this is a whole new Ben. Maybe things will be different. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rap Sheet, uh, what's the holdup with Zach Wilson's contract? Is he just, you know, doesn't want to play for the Jets or what's going on? No, I, I he he's gonna play for the Jets. It'll get done eventually. I would say. Are you I fucking mean, kidding me? Good lord! Practice is starting, baby. Let's. Hey, go. is that punt Practice period? Is, is that punt period Preston. right now? How's Presley doing? Hold on, do you want me to get? Does it help if I get you some video of practice instead of looking at my ugly mug? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely that? for sure. But we do need you to speak over it, though. You know what I mean? No, no, 
That's my home. Let me see. I got some stretching going on. Okay. Hold on, let's see. Oh. Ask Tom what, see. what's period go. one. Can you hey, ask him if he'll stop up here for a quick talk? Oh, Ben looks good. Is Danny there Smith down there, special teams coordinator? Look for the guy yeah. chewing gum. <laughs> let's get him on the show. He's awesome. <laughs> Live from training what camp, by the way, yeah. Yeah. Ian Rappaport. Here we go. Uh, I forget what we're talking about <laughs> completely. What were we talking about? Oh, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. He was at OTAs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, he was at Islanders right, right. games. He was uh, so, he was throwing up gang signs. His mom. We had a moment of silence. AJ, AJ Hawk remembers, you know, for Zach Wilson's mom's social media dominance there for a bit. And now he's not at camp. What's going on? Was he at some stuff and not at this? How does that work? Yeah, so he's actually still in California now. It doesn't sound like they've had many conversations. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Lance what? signs first. And there's a couple. It's interesting because the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, got offset language. And whatever, uh, I'm sorry, I got no offset language. And that's what everybody wants, right? Because you want to be able to double dip if something terrible happens. Maybe that's the stance. Maybe they want to fight for the offset language issue here with number one pick getting no offset language. Um, it'll get done eventually. But we saw Sam Darnold report a little late. I mean, it's getting real close uh, to Zach Wilson being a little late. Plus, he's got a fly in from California. So. Was he something at, to watch? I'll was was he at OTAs though? He was. Yeah, because all the, they all you know they all signed waivers and everything. OTAs, mini camp, and then once training camp happens, it's like, hold on, let me sign my contract or not. Huh? Because it's all slotted, isn't it? And then the offset language—you're going to get the amount of money you're going to. Yeah, I mean, it's about how much money is going to be up front. So, like, you know, you want a hundred percent of your signing bonus up front right now. And no one gets that, but like that's what one of the fights is. And then, do they or do they not get offset language? That's kind of the other fight. The rookies missing training camp thing. I, I mean, normally locker room is like completely cool with people handling business, obviously. But the quarterback position as a rookie, I just think. I know. And by the way, it's not just Zach's fault. That's also Bob, uh, Bob and uh, Joe Joe's <laughs> Joe's fault as well. So let's not like I, that is something that I think you want to have going into the season. Like, for instance, all the drama, allegedly, off the field with Aaron, going into the season here training camp, like, hey, we got to work now. Like, rookie quarterback in the NFL, uh, that's crazy that they let it get to this point. Trey Lance, you said he's probably going to sign before him. When did the 49ers report? That's today also. Uh, I don't think they have a practice today. I'm not sure of them specifically, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Lance goes first and then if Zach Wilson is just kind of the last one. Last one ready, you know, last one waiting. Is Trey going to hold out then, too, if that doesn't get done? If it gets, if it doesn't get done, if he's not signed by today, then, then yeah. But, I mean, Jim again, G. these will all get done eventually, but it's just kind of, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's Ian, very interesting. Ian, what's up, what exactly does offset language mean? And wasn't it Joey Bosa who held out for a good chunk of time back yeah. in the day to – because he wanted that offset language, and everyone was already saying, oh, it's slotted. What are we doing here? And then he ended up getting what he wanted. Yeah, for Bosa, it was over. He want, It was uh, how much of his signing bonus did he get in the first two months, and how much did he get five months later? Interestingly, uh, Zach and Joey Bosa have the same agent. Ah. Mm-hmm. Just a pure, I'm sure, coincidence. But, you know, Brian <laughs> Awell will fight for his guys, and they are both – he is. He wants what he wants, and he is willing to fight for it. Um, offset language, ba- basically, what it means is, if you have offset language, then 
if you are under contract with one team, you get cut, you sign with another team, the new contract offsets the old money. So basically, you kind of just make what you are going to make. If you do not have offset language, then the new contract comes on top of the guarantee from the old team. So basically, you get to double dip. The reality is you're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars for a guy who signed for like $30 million. So it sort of doesn't matter. It's just more of a precedent thing than anything. Double dips, wild in public, by the way. Go ahead, Diggs. Ian, talking about contracts, talking about you talking to Colbert, uh, are TJ Watt and Mika Fitzpatrick going to become the highest paid players at their position before the season starts, or did he say anything about that? He did. I asked him about that. Uh, they're going to try. Um, usually the Steelers will do contracts as you get closer to the start of the season. So basically their philosophy is once the season starts, extensions are over. So, like, You'll see guys get deals like the last weekend. You know, there was one a couple years back from a corner whose name I forget who got a big extension like the night before the season. Mm. You know, so that's what – so I don't get the sense anything's imminent at all. I think both guys are going to be extremely highly paid. Um, But it does seem like the safeties are going to hope Jamal Adams goes first because he'll reset the safety market. And, you know, Adams and Mika Fitzpatrick aren't the same player, but there are some similarities in that both are kind of like safety plus. So, you know, could Jamal Adams sign for, let's say, $17 million and then Minka coming over him? I think that's possible. Okay, so let's talk about another contract situation then that is, I think, blossoming maybe. I don't know. The, the initial report was that he was going to report – to camp, uh, but he still wanted to be traded because he wasn't taken care of. Then quotes came out that said, this team never takes care of the defensive people, even though they just paid $31 million to J.J. Watt. Chandler Jones requested a trade. How serious is that? Is that going to be something? Because I think a lot of Cardinals fans thought to themselves, we got J.J. Watt and we got Chandler Jones, the man who's been like top three in sacks the last three years. Nobody's really talked about also there. He's not happy. He's gone. Is it because of J.J.? Is it because of his deal? What is it because I, I, my sense I get there is when J.J. Watt made more than him in the first year, then Chandler Jones, you know, who has been – Chandler Jones is coming off a major injury, which does not help his case at all, unfortunately for him. But he has been very good and very productive, and Watt's going to make more than him. And I think that players don't like that when players from outside the organization come in and make more money than you do. Because, you know, it's like, what has J.J. Watt done for the organization while well, I've, oh, yeah. I've been here? So you can certainly understand some of that. I do not get the sense they will trade him at all. Um, and, you know, unless he's going to not report, the team the team has a lot of power here. And it feels to me like the Cardinals are going to really go for it this year. So if that's – I mean, I've, look, at, you know, look at all their moves. If you're going to just really go for it, you're not going to trade one of your best defensive players, even if you could get like a really good draft pick. So I, I don't get the sense they're going to trade him at all. I think they're going to try to get him to just like deal with it and play, or maybe they give a small bump and kind of make him feel a little bit better. Okay, so there's no holding out anymore with the new CBA anyways, right? You, you can't even hold out. Shout out to the NFLPA. It's too punitive. You know, it's too punitive. <laughs> Shout it's it's 50000 a day. It's, it's, you know, I, I, I generally don't know the holdouts make sense anyway, but it is crushing. The there's no happens. leverage, though, at any point, though. You just said if he reports, he's literally out of and he has to report with yeah. the new CBA, I, so he's kind of... Exactly right. That's a very... it's a, That's a fascinating situation that I'm sure when the CBA was negotiated, they didn't think about, oh, what about when a guy... Uh, you know, leads the NFL in sacks for a couple of years and then he gets hurt and then they pay another guy who's who 
Great caliber, not where you have been the last couple of years, though. They pay him more money, and you're kind of just sitting kind of left in the water. What do you do then? Uh, you got to go to camp where you get fined $100,000 in two days of misses. Okay. okay. Jesus. All right. We're going to have to change this whole thing. There's no way you can think of that. Go ahead, Todd. Rap sheet. Trey Wingo tweeted yesterday that as part of the Rodgers coming back situation that Randall Cobb was potentially going to get traded to the Packers. Are you hearing that? Is that in motion right now, or is that uh, a bunch of bullshit? I don't think it's that last phrase that you described. I kind of, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I sort of saw it and I was like, huh. And I was like, actually, that kind of makes sense because it's such a bad contract for the Texans. If they could find someone, if they could unload the money, I think they'd be willing to do it. So, you know, it does seem like there have been some conversations about it. I don't get the sense anything's done. And the Packers would need Rodgers' deal to be done first because they would need cap space. But that's probably not as crazy as it seemed. Like, I would you know, if that eventually happened, like, I wouldn't be that surprised. It's kind of, And I think for Aaron, like, it, it, it's a situation where all sides would probably be happy about it, which for trades, like, there's a lot to like there. Last question, Ian. We can't thank you enough for joining us from Heinz Field in the middle of Pittsburgh Steelers training camp down there. Practice is going off. Aditi's doing an interview. A tractor's rolling through. We appreciate you doing that. There was a report uh, or a quote out of a quarterback in Jacksonville, uh, it said he hasn't taken a shit in two weeks because uh, number two is not an option for him in Gardner Minshew. Have your sources um, legitimized that claim? Has Gardner Minshew taken a shit in the last couple weeks or is he all out on the number two in general? Um, I, it's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see him walk out in the practice field because okay. I feel like we're going to be able to tell. Like, I mean, you can hide some things from the media, but not everything. So, like, if he walks out there like he's been riding a horse for the last couple of years, then we'll say, all right, he's true to his word. If he walks out there like he's uh, a spring chicken, then we'll say, you know, Gardner Minshew's full of, you know. Oh, so wow. either way, he's full of... You're saying, oh, see, that's that big, big, big J journalism stuff Uh tying those two together. We appreciate you. Does he, he, there's a, he thinks there, now, I think Gardner Minshew is very, very comedic. I enjoy him as a human. I enjoy him as a football player. Okay. I'm a big fan, but there's no competition down there, right? There's no, that is, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. thought so. He'll be the backup or he'll be. No, po- certainly a possibility he gets traded for a quarterback needy team. Okay. Hey, good luck to wherever he goes. Hopefully he'll take a shit there t- and do his whole thing. We appreciate <laughs> yeah, him. We absolutely. appreciate you. Get Tom Pelissero to transcribe that interview with Colbert, by the way. He is a human fax machine. <laughs> yep. That's what he does with NFL memos. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, host of the Canceled Show, Rap Sheet and Frenzy and Rap He was on for a long time. A lot of shit happened there. Yeah. I mean, got to see Steelers training camp. How did he know that something good was happening? Did he just look at that Instagram thing and go, oh, they're going back for one more year and just ran with it, you think? Or do you think he actually had an in there somewhere? It sounded like he did have a legitimate in whenever he said, sources are saying things are happening in a good way. How does he definitely it- has an in. Yeah. I mean, he, Rapsheed, Shefty, all these guys, not only do they talk to all the front office people, they speak to all the agents, the runners, the marketing people. They know everybody. So I'm sure... He talked to a lot of people, and they were all saying similar things, I guess. How about those plane trackers? Were they yeah. talking to them? Well, what if Rapshi was possibly locked in with the private airport over there, and he found out, oh, there's a flight book back to Green Bay. So, I mean, insiders will do whatever. Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus, formerly of the Bachelor, had his mom at the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
She's a fan, I guess. Yeah, she was there, <laughs> and she was. Uh, she had. She asked Mark Murphy if Aaron was showing up or something, and Mark Murphy said he's already here. And then moments later, Aaron walked through, and Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus's mom actually has the video <laughs> in the picture that a lot of people are using. Unbelievable get there, but yeah, insiders have. I mean, hospitals. I think cops. Please, I think there's. Oh, yeah. I think there. The insiders just try to collect information from people these this plane tracking thing though how is it legal it's gotta stop i know i don't know how is it legal how do they yeah i don't know man i guess it's i'm not sure how they skirt that because i, I i've said before though too like i don't think his plane is registered either to be able to track it usually yeah but you have to anytime you're flying you have to check in literally every airspace you go to you have to acknowledge well, them. i know they have did the file flight plans and the pilots do all that but yeah the fact that it's all made public oh, you're a pilot well maybe they're <laughs> maybe it's people paying like premium subscriptions for flight aware that's who gets it and i couldn't get it if i tried <laughs> i forgot you were a pilot legitimately like you are a pilot i get, there's no, an entire not, article yeah yeah, there's yeah, an entire, you are, yeah you are you're you are a pilot i completely forgot someday. about that i'll be there i'll get there eventually someday yeah but that was one of those situations where i was talking to somebody that knows a lot more than i do about a situation i'm just telling you that the fact that planes can get tracked is a nightmare all right i want to let people know that it is an absolute nightmare the humans that show up at these airports are <laughs> An absolute fucking nightmare, okay? <laughs> Let alone whenever, is this guy gonna show up or is he not? People were watching him through the entire sky. It's good, I guess, because you know, who knows what could happen. Sure. All right, T's and P's, always always give one of these That's to the right. plane. Mm -hmm. As we're getting, oh, hey. Let's have a good home. game. Go get him today. Yeah. Let's have a good game today. <laughs> you know, I, that's you gotta do that, but the tracking is wild, and I knew somebody would find him, by the way. Oh yeah. If I know anything about private aviation, somebody's gonna find him as soon as he gets in the fucking sky. Uh -huh. I don't know how many private planes are flying into Green Bay, Wisconsin, but it seems like everywhere we fly, we're the only plane flying into town. <laughs> <laughs> it is very easy to find out. All right, that's the show. Thank you for watching, listening, interacting with us on Twitter. Hey, here we go, Team USA. Need you in the world games over these uh, next few days. We'll be keeping an eye on that. Keeping an eye on all the teams that are reporting to training camp. And we got some big guests lined up for later in the week. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.